everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. One of the things that have become very big the last several years, I, I'd probably say the last 10, 15 years, has been Uber and Lyft and all of those transportation companies. Well, in this episode, the guys make fun of it, and it's kind of in a good little way, as the episode this week is Handy Car. So, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this week's episode, Handy Car. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on October 15th, 2014. Our episode begins at the movie theater where we see Butter's parents and Kyle's parents leaving the movie theater. And uh, the, the Brothlovskis think that, you know, the Scotches have a car and they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna drive home. But actually, instead, they're using a handy car. Yep, they're using a handy car. And Timmy is the head of handy car. So they realize, the Brothlovskis, that hey, we've got something here. We actually have something. So, we then see a taxi driver, and he's upset, and things are not going good for his business. And we see the Hummer uh, dealership with our seller from last... Was it last season? No, the season before last. And he's trying to sell away his Hummer, you know, his Hummers. And it's not going good. So, then we know why Timmy is doing this. Because he's trying to raise money for summer camp this year. And so far, Timmy has raised the most money. He has raised over $2,000. And all the all the kids are happy, except for Nathan and Mimsy, because you know they hate Timmy. Well, at least Nathan does. Mimsy's just there to follow. So Nathan is going to do everything he can to get rid of Handy Car. So that night, there's a meeting at the community center of. Well, like four or five people, including the Hummer salesman and all the taxi drivers. When Nathan and Mimsy discuss how they know how to ruin this business, this new business, the handy car, and how they can do it. So that night, we see Timmy sleeping, and I thought this was actually kind of cute. We see Timmy sleeping with a teddy bear that's in a wheelchair. I thought it was a cute little touch. I thought it was. And they get into the, the, you know, the taxi drivers get in through the window. They wake Timmy up and they've got bats. And they attack Timmy. So we get to the next morning. 
here's Nathan and Mimsy. And they see the drivers. And they're like, good job, guys. Good job on getting this done. And they're like, oh, yeah, we did a good job. We broke his legs. And Nathan's like, uh, you know he's crippled? You went after his legs and he's crippled? And then we see Timmy driving Randy going, I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this pisses off Nathan. So Nathan then is like, okay, I got to come up with another plan. So he calls Timmy and they have a conversation. And Nathan does bring up a good point of how, you know, you can't do this business by yourself. You have to have other people, you know, help your organization. You need to hire people to help to get this going. And Timmy, Timmy is thinking, and it's a pretty good idea. So Nathan has this idea of how to ruin his business. His idea is, I'm going to work for, you know, I'm going to work for Handycar. And I'm going to get the company sued for sexual harassment. And they're going to have to go out of business. So, Nathan picks up this woman. And before he even goes anywhere, he's like, hey... You want to see my penis? And the lady's like, Yeah, you want to see my penis? So he act, So he gets a transgender woman and Nathan... Oh boy. Uh, as he says, it's worse than the shark. Let's just... Let's just go with that. It's worse than the shark. So... Then we see Butter's dad has a job at Handycar. And, you know, they're getting business. They're making a big deal. You know, they're making more money. So now we see Tesla. And Elon Musk is there. Now, this is the first time that we get Elon Musk. Because... In two years, we're going to get the real Elon Musk. So, it's kind of weird. Because I haven't seen this episode in years. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're making fun of Elon Musk now. But then they're going to get the real Elon Musk in two years. And now he owns Twitter. Which people thought, oh, Twitter's going out of business. It's still around, folks. So, he gets asked uh, by the media about Handycar and how, you know, it's basically changed the industry, you know, the automobile industry. So, Elon Musk, it, you know, he's upset about this. He's just very upset. And this is where Nathan and 
Mimsy help or try to help Elon Musk get Timmy and his business out. And and I like how Nathan is like, you're a sheep herder and you have a snake going after your sheep. What do you do? And it's like, well, obviously you kill the sheep. And then I, I like Mimsy at one point. He's like, da, it's a, it's a mutant, you know, it's a mutantism. And he's like, shut up, Mimsy. So we see Timmy. He's got a passenger. And here's Nathan sitting next to Elon Musk. And then, you know, Mimsy's in the back. And Nathan challenges, challenges Timmy to a race Saturday. And Timmy's not sure about doing this. And all the other workers for Handycar there, even Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And they try to convince Timmy, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You, you've already done more than you were expected. So Timmy decides he's going to do the race. And we get breaking news from CNN. So this race has become big news around the world because Japan wants in on this, China wants in on this, Canada wants in on this. So there's only one way and one way only to get this settled, to do something that people thought would never be done again by doing wacky races and people lose their freaking minds it is absolutely hilarious and to be honest this is what kind of saves the episode for me because like i'm watching and i'm like it's okay, you know, it's all right. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they're doing wacky races. It's been banned due to the, how violent it is. And the people are like, oh, shit, we got wacky races. So they all go to the grocery store and, you know, they're getting cereal and milk and they're getting prepared for it. So for the younger listeners, let's just go with that. With the younger listeners, Wacky Races was a cartoon in the late 1960s. Uh, This was made by Hanna-Barbera. And this was a show where it was in the title, Wacky Races, where you had these different cars and they raced from point A to point B. So, and I actually watched it. Now, of course, I wasn't around in the 60s, but this used to air on Cartoon Network a lot. So, let me read off what we had. We had the Slag Brothers with the Boulder Mobile. We had the Gruesome Twosome with the Creepy Coop. We had Professor Pat Pending with the Converticar. We had the Red Max with the Crimson Hay Baler, which was a a car that was also an airplane. We had Penelope Pitstop, and this is where Penelope Pitstop debuts, because she ends up getting a spinoff show. She drives the compact pussycat. 
We got Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly with the Army Surplus Special. We have the Ant Hill Mob with the Bulletproof Bomb. We got Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear in the Arkansas Chug Bug. We got Peter Perfect in the Turbo Terrific. We got Rufus Roughcut and his Beaver Sawtooth with the Buzzwagon. And pretty much the most popular characters from the entire show, Dick Dastardly and his dog Muttley in the Mean Machine. And what they would do is basically they would try to sabotage the race. They would try to sabotage the race and, you know, try to win every way they can. I don't think they ever... Did they ever win a race? I don't think they ever won a race. No, I don't believe they ever won a race. Dastardly and Mudley. So, they only do 17 episodes of this show. Uh, it first aired on September 14th, 1968. Uh, original episodes, I should say. Uh, to January 4th, 1969. And then it went into syndication. Then it went in, you know, to the Cartoon Network and then Boomerang. Now, amazingly, in 2018, or no, 2017, a reboot of Wacky Races airs. And they changed a couple characters. Um, you know, you didn't have all of them. And it was it was different. Like, I actually watched the remake, and it's not bad. It kind of stays to, you know, the, the original format of the show. It does. Um, is it as good as the original? Eh, not really, but it does hold up, though. It does hold up to the legacy of the original cartoon and how it's done, and... It's actually not that bad. It's not the worst. I would rec like if you haven't seen the remake of Wacky Races, I actually would recommend you checking out the remake just to see. And like I said, it's not that bad. Now, um, I didn't know this next part. This is kind of interesting. They had their own video game of Wacky Races. Uh, the first one was 1991 on the NES. Uh, it was released in North America in 1992, so that's why I never knew. I'll read the gameplay description on Wikipedia. The player controls Muttley through three different areas, Hip Hop, Splish Splash, and Go Go America, which can be selected from a map screen, and all three must be completed to reach the game's ending. The first two areas have three stages each, while Go-Go America has four. The player can jump and initially use a short-ranged bite attack, but by collecting bones, the player can swap them in a fashion reminiscent of the Gradius series for a bomb attack, a flying bark shot, the ability to glide with Muttley's tail, and extra health. Each of the ten stages ends in a boss battle against one of the other ten racers. Defeating one will clear the current stage, and defeating all three or four in that area will allow progression to the next area. The game features a rendition of the theme song from the Japanese dub of the TV series as the title screen music. Wow, how did I not know this existed till now? This is absolutely amazing. So in total, five versions of Wacky Race's video game. Wow. Five versions. That is awesome. 
Okay, so now we get to the actual race. We get to the actual wacky races themselves. Um, so besides uh, the handy car and pardon me and and the Tesla, we have a lift car, a zip car, which is now driven by Matthew McConaughey. We got an angry Russian and his taxi. We have the Hummer salesman. We have Canadian actress Nev Campbell in a pink car. Uh, which is powered, the power is by Queefs, a Japanese self-driving car, and to round out the group, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Yay! <laughs> so, the race itself, <laughs> God, I love this. The race itself is to go pick up a passenger and take the passenger to its destination. The first person to do that wins the race. So you've got the parents watching the race live as it's happening in their pajamas eating cereal. And you have the narration. It's like the original Wacky Races. You have the narration. You have the characters. You have everyone doing whatever they can. It's like for me, it was just fun to watch. Because I used to watch Wacky Races as a kid. I used to watch it. It's just a fun, good parody tribute to the, to, the, to the show, to the cartoon. So, uh, Nathan has a plan. Has a plan. To ba He's like, we gotta get the handy car up front. So when it does, we can blow up the car and that'll be the end of the business. So we do get a Dick Dastardly and Muttley moment where they cut down a tree and it takes out some of the cars in the race. So now we get towards the end. Timmy has the passenger. Nathan has this device that's going to blow it up. It's about to happen. And then all of a sudden, here come all the other handy cars that have worked with Timmy. And they block them. So now the Tesla's out of the race. But Nathan and Mimsy take the car that Dick Dastardly and Muttley have. And they figure, okay, this is the chance. This is the chance. We're going to do it. So Nathan pushes the button. And the car blows up. But it's not Timmy's. It's the zip car. And I love this part because because Nathan's like, what did you do, Mimsy? And he's like, well, you told me to put it under uh, under the car. You told me to put it under the, the car with a fake soft-spoken douchebag that everyone loves. Well, it ends up getting Matthew McConaughey and Matthew McConaughey gets sucked into a wormhole. And he's like, Mimsy! So... Timmy wins the wacky races. And because of that, he sells the rights to Handycar to Elon Musk for $2.3 billion, pretty much making sure that the summer camp is going to happen for like at least the next five years. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong on, on the guess of how many years, but it's going to be a while. Now, there is one part that I purposely did not discuss because I wanted to save it for the end. Uh, 
Because there's a point in the race, because the whole episode, Nathan's like, I don't want to go to this camp. I hate it. I don't want to go to this camp. I just don't want to go to this camp. And Mimsy at one point says to Nathan, uh, well, why don't you tell your parents that you don't want to go to summer camp? You know, they probably would understand it. Which gets Mimsy a slap. So we get to the end of the episode. Nathan's in his bed. He's getting ready to go to sleep. Mom tucks him in. You know, she's to leave. She's ready to leave. And Nathan calls his mom over. And he's like, this is kind of hard, Mom. But I don't want to go to summer camp anymore. I don't like it. And his mom's like, uh, what, what, what did you say? I, I don't want to go to summer camp. Oh, it's hard to understand. You're handicapped. I, I, I don't understand you. I don't want to go to summer camp. Oh, you want some water? No, I don't want to go to summer camp. Okay, I'm going to turn the light out for you. And this, like, Nathan is upset about it. And the mom closes the door. And she's in the hallway, and here comes her husband, and and, she, and he's like, so what did he want? Oh, he wanted to stop going to summer camp, but we have a trip to Italy, and I'll be damned if he's going to screw up our trip to Italy. And that is the end of Handy Car. Wow, didn't see that ending coming. Okay, so as you guys could probably tell by my reaction, I did enjoy this episode. I did. It had, the, the idea is good. It's a good idea. It really is. And they do a good job of, you know, saying, hey, Timmy's doing something to help the camp and he has this business. Where, remember in the last episode, I said, you know, uh, the boys had the business with the Washington Redskins. It failed and they didn't do any, you know, it, it went downhill. Where Timmy is... He actually has a business that succeeds. It's It starts off a little bit slow, but once you find out there's going to be a big race and it's a whack, you know, the, the wacky race, it's just like, okay, this is going to be good. I ended up enjoying this episode. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. It's a good episode. It's a fun episode. Honestly, it's... <sighs> It's honestly not that offensive, or at least I don't think it is. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 on this episode. Um, There is one production note that I do want to mention, and that is this is the fourth episode in the entire history of the series where none of the boys are in it. No Stan, no Kyle, no Cartman, no Kenny. This is the fourth episode. And we're at episode 251. So to refresh your memory, the three that they previously did without the guys, Not Without My Anus, Pip, and A Million Little Fibers. So the last episode that was was A Million Little Fibers. That was episode 144. They've gone eight years from that point of having... At least one of the guys in every episode. This is the first one in eight years where the boys are not in the episode. Okay, a uh, quick look at the reception. There's really not much on this one. Um, David Callison of the AV Club gave this a C+. Max Nicholson of IGN gave this a 5 out of 10. Uh, 
Let's go to IGN and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,200 people have given this episode a rating, and the average rating of this episode is a 7.3 out of 10. 606 people gave this episode a 7. 505 people gave this episode an 8. That's the score I'm giving this episode. 335 people gave it a 10, and 54 people gave it a 1. To break it into demographics, the average rating for a male is a 7.2, with its highest demographic being both 18 to 29 and 45 and over, with an average rating of a 7.4. Three males under the age of 18 had an average rating of an 8, but as you know, I do not count those. For females, the average rating was a 7.3, with its highest demographic also being 45 and over, with an average rating of an 8. So, this one, a little bit low on the rating. Um, I, I'm not surprised, but I don't know. I, I guess I enjoyed this one a little bit more. Let's go to the user reviews. There's really not a lot on this one. And uh, see what they thought of this week's episode. Mm, excuse me. Uh, we'll start off with Kamach Bro, who wrote, Let me just start off by saying, give credit to Trey Parker and Matt Stone for the influential portrayals of their handicapped characters. The great thing about them has been that Timmy and Jimmy are always part of the crew and one of the boys. I loved how in this episode, Timmy is an innovative business-minded genius. In addition, the quick line that Jimmy gets all the pussy with a stand-up act is awesome. Just awesome. Here's how I see it. The episode does not include any of the main characters. Starring in this week's episode, Handicar are the duo Nathan and Mimsy that we have seen before, goofy and laughable anti-heroes. This time, Nathan is trying to thwart Timmy's booming handicar business, a play on Uber cars, which is raising a heck of a lot of money for the handicapped kids in South Park to go to summer camp. Timmy's business is honestly one of the cooler, sweeter ideas South Park has done in a while. The wagon-operated vehicle attached to his chair made me smile. The conflict set up here also reminds us that in the last Nathan and Mimsy episode, Nathan was raped by a shark. So he really does not want to go back to that camp. He enlists his sidekick, Mimsy, to help carry out his plans. I still find it funny every time Nathan's plans go down the toilet. I even still find it funny when Nathan smacks Mimsy upside the head. It's even funnier to me when, in this episode, Mimsy acts as the voice of reason. Maybe that's just the child in me who grew up in the decade of self-deprecating and self-destructive humor. So, you can imagine, I really enjoy the homages to Dick Dastardly and Muttley in addition to Rocky and Muggsy. With that being said, this episode was for an older audience. The parents rioting over cereal in response to the Wacky Race announcement was a fun Saturday morning cartoons reminder, as well as the parents watching the races in their pajamas. The whole race sequence was cute to say the most. The battle between Timmy and his wagon against all the other modes of transportation, Nathan, the taxi guy, the Hummer salesman, Matthew McConaughey, and the eco-friendly car creator guy, didn't really have much sense to it. It was predictable what was going to end up happening. Nathan would be effed and Timmy could prevail. 
Also, the ending gag between Nathan and his parents. I can't understand you, you're retarded, son, is too mean-spirited to be actually a joke. While this was an enjoyable, aside from the main boys, I'm looking forward to seeing them back next week. Taking into account the Lord episode, we haven't seen Kyle or Kenny in two weeks. Hopefully everyone comes back with a vengeance. Till next week, guys. I'm going to handy car my way to a meeting now. The other review is from Mobileneer-135-674492, who wrote, The South Park episode Crippled Summer is one of the lowest rated episodes of the show's entire run. In it, the writers make the mistake of trading the usual, thought-provoking, people are flawed and can do bad things sometimes plot driver for a stale 50s-era cartoon, this is the bad guy who is bad just because he is, okay, get over it, formula. I'm sure this seemed like homage when they came up with the idea, but South Park has always done iconoclasm better than towing the line. Then... Granted, it must have taken some cojones to return to the idea again this season without even a B-plot to break up the monotony. I won't comment on the bits that were shoehorned in for shock value, like a handicapped boy being raped by a transvestite. Such things have always been par for the course. However, most of the jokes and celebrity jabs just fall flat. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is in some car commercials. What a douchebag. Elon Musk, yeah, he's a dish, uh, douchebag too for, I don't know, starting a company that doesn't rely on a smartphone app? On this point, I should mention the odd swerve to the right that politics take in this episode. Uber and Lyft have an appealing product. Sure, but there are plenty of valid criticisms of their model. Rather than South Park taking their usual attitude of the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, the writers instead go for rather tone-deaf all-out criticism of unions and industry regulation, and a can-do-no-wrong attitude to unrestrained capitalism. Because there is no nuance, the characters introduced are really not very interesting. By the time they get around to the wacky races bit, the episode has taken too much time to introduce boring characters that exist only because they can bring another non-very interesting car to the race. And when it begins, we know what the outcome will be already, because it's an homage to a tired idea from the 60s. The only surprise is that it doesn't cut to black with another child rape. The fatal flaw of the episode is that, in the end, Timmy really isn't a character in this one, despite the fact that it all supposedly centers on him. Hence the positive message from Timmy 2000, that handicapped people have their own personalities and aren't just a stereotype, gets lost in the negativity. The classic South Park conceit used to be the, you know, I learned something today moment. And for me, one of the very best ones was at the end of Up the Down Steroid. This episode just doesn't compare. If you had to script a moment like that for the end of this one, what would it be? Some people are bad? Competition is good? Not much that I can think of. Okay, so a split decision, honestly, on that one. It, that's what it is. Is It is just a split decision on Handycar. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97 and join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, 
future South Park episodes. Next time around, we hit the halfway point of Season 18 as I review the episode, The Magic Bush. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.